0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you are listening to this uh, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to Kill Me Now. Uh, This is a very special episode of Kill Me Now because uh, I actually arrived here first on time. Both Hennessy and my guest were a little bit late, although my guest, who I adore, actually sent an email saying, I'm just pulling into Grand Central and I will be there very shortly. Hennessy, Nothing nothing at all. Can but, I even yeah. though
2: they haven't met me yet. Hennessy was late because Hennessy was helping me find how to get into the building.
0: Okay, we got to go. Thank you for listening. Where's my bell? Thank you everybody. Where's my bell? I, <clears throat> I don't have it today. Why? It, it, you look. I, can you I, explain I'm, to the listeners No. There I we can't, go. No. Today's guest on Kill Me Now is actually a friend of of more than one, de- two decades, more than two decades. Um, someone I admire on uh, many levels. Uh, she's a mom. She's a wife. She's an incredible writer. I, I would say she's a, you never did stand up, did you? Very little. More of a satirist. Um, but one of the, you know, I hate Facebook. I hate Facecock. I, she's the only person. <laughs> whose posts I will read to the end. Aww. I'm not kidding. I can't I can't take my fucking cat died and I you know it was you know 12 years heaven rainbow fucking bridge bullshit. I can't listen to that, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> but her posts are very thoughtful. She's an author, published author. She's an executive producer. Um she makes very big stars funny. She's an all-around incredible gal. Ladies and gentlemen, Casey St. Ange is here. Woo! Thank you for having me. Cassie. I call her Cassie because the way she spells her name. It's C-A-I-S-S-I-E, because it's really annoying. Follow her on Twitter at Casey. C-A-I. You need I'm putting you on voice probation very early. Okay. All right. Thank you. Anyway. (laughs) It's at Casey St. Ange. It's at Casey. Oh, that's what I meant. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway, so Casey and I have a long history. Um, Casey and I worked together at the Rosie O'Donnell Show. Oh, yeah. Um, And then again, at a weird job that I just said to Casey, but we'll talk about it in a little while. I said, remember that job we had? I have no memory of it. I have like the weirdest memories of going in, not knowing what to do, then helping with the editing and, like, not knowing what time to even be there. Like, it was it, the You're just weird. it perfectly. Really? Yeah. Okay. The, and we show. shared an office, and I had a lot of farting. Like, I have a bad farting problem. A lot of candles. We had a lot of candles, yeah. <sighs> but we left. And Casey's like a helper, too. Like, if you don't know what the fuck's going on, she's always like, she can figure shit out. But anyway, so Cassie Stange, as I call her, <laughs> Was born in Massachusetts. Uh, what town were you born in?
2: I was actually born on the West Coast. Oh fuck me! Vandenberg yeah. Air Force Base. My mm-hmm. dad was in the service. Really? Mm-hmm. But my parents had met in Massachusetts, in the town that I grew up in. I went to the same college that my parents met at Fitchburg State. College. Oh right.
0: So, but yeah. you, where'd you grow up? Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Oh, it is Fitchburg. Yeah. So you were. So did your father travel when you were growing up?
2: Yeah, I mean, I have, like, a memory kind of of meeting him. Like, I like I was born, and I guess he was there for my birth, but then he was, right. like, restationed in Thailand, I believe. So I have a memory of picking him up at the airport and being like How that. old were you? Two or three, maybe. Wow, maybe?
0: that's good yeah. that you had that memory. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't have FaceTime then. Yeah. Or Skype. So, yes, you had no know, exactly. fucking idea. So i I'd only
2: seen, like, a Letters. photograph and... Yeah, he was he was not bearded like he was in the photographs. So right. I remember being like, "What?" And um, he brought me like
0: peanuts and a little
2: stuffed dog. That's oh, that's nice. Yeah. Wait,
0: do you have any siblings? No. Yeah, because th- how is your mother going to have a sibling when exactly. I mean, how is your mother going to have a kid? Exactly. when he's in Thailand, <laughs> unless she has it with the milkman. <laughs> Ooh. So um, I could
2: have siblings in Thailand.
0: Yeah, that's true. Did you? Oh, you should do DNA like Twenty uh, Three and Me
2: yeah, yeah, I do. yeah. We have a little a little family experience with <laughs> you do? Yeah, what we had Eli, my older son, we gave it to him for right. a, a gift because he always um likes a thing like that. so he right. did it. And um he was connected with like uh somebody who would be a first cousin to me, right. And I wasn't super I wasn't familiar with right. the name or whatever. So of course I started combing that guy's profile and then that like spilled over into stalking his Facebook profile. Right. And the information that we found out and like this is like a lot of back of the napkin like algebra right. is that I believe that this guy um, was the grandson of who my dad's real dad was because it was kind of like a half a family secret. It's a secret that everybody knows but nobody really says. Oh, that's
0: very Jewish. <laughs>
2: okay <laughs> that my dad was adopted by his dad and so all his siblings knew and i think they've all told me at different points anywho so um yeah so we did 23 Me, and through my son's dna found this guy that was like a direct link to um my dad's real dad and um my dad who has passed away has like five living half siblings so anyway i was so excited and sent a message had my son send a message to this guy that i like leaned over my son's shoulder and told him what to say blah 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 and i was very excited and he didn't respond but also like they all took down all their social media oh fuck them i hate them i was like i'm not i don't want any organs or money i just want to say hey
0: And, and they don't even know how cool you are
2: what are you going to do? I
0: mean, listen. Like if I... they knew who you were, they would be like, oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> fuck them.
2: Maybe, maybe. I mean, listen, if someone like knocked on my
0: door and was like, hey,
2: I'm here. Your... But you didn't
0: knock on their door.
2: No, I didn't. I didn't.
0: I do get, I did it. And I get a lot of requests. Oh, I bet. And like, because they're, but there's one person who shares a lot of DNA with me who's anonymous. And I like really want to know who the fuck it is.
2: How do you even stand it?
0: I'm just like I can't get a whole... You know, it's like no, this person's anonymous. Damn. If you're it's not a lot, it's like you know, four th- percent or so. It's a, okay. it's a it's a good. It's a definitely so like probably, a first cousin yeah. or yeah. second. Yeah.
2: You just want to know.
0: Yeah, that's it.
2: That's a, I would have even respected if these people wrote back and were like, "Hey, we're glad you exist. We don't ever want to know you, but." <laughs> Take it easy. Right. You know, something like that. But also I can understand that, you know, sometimes people will like crawl out a bathroom window on a date, you know. Yeah. You know?
0: So. Fuck them. So, um hmm. you I've always what's the like the experience of an only child? I mean, I have a lot of friends with only children because yeah. I'm a lesbo. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know if you knew that. Are you comfortable Are you? with that? Yeah. No, no. I'm sorry. All right. So um I'll get used to it. <laughs> we tolerate it. <laughs> So, um, you are growing. Uh, you had a house, I'm assuming, or do apartment? Yeah, or? we lived in a house. All right. So yeah, and you're in like a farm town, kind yes. of. Okay, and it's you and your parents. Did your father not travel then?
2: No. Yeah, my parents both worked.
0: In- oh, it's Henry. So we always Henry. take calls from Henry. Okay. Not Ben though. Henry, you're on the uh, air. Yeah, you're on the air. All
1: uh, right. Do you know
0: how many are on the books for tonight? Because I want to make money too. So if there's not a lot. I'm gonna get a lot. Henry, you're annoying. Okay, Casey's here. Casey, <laughs> Saint say Nodge, say hi. Say hi. Oh my gosh, she so knew long. you when you were like a little baby boy. Little baby Henry, and then this, and then Hennessy, who's really annoying. What's up, brother?
1: What's
0: up? <laughs> um, yeah, there's gonna be people. Uh, you're annoying. Okay.
1: All right. I'm going to text them to confirm that.
0: Okay, that you're annoying? There's two shows. You better be there. And the, the other thing is, did you finish your homework last night? Me? Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll tell you what happened. So once you click on one, of, if you're taking the test online, for the thing once you click on it you can't exit out you have to take it right then or else that's your one attempt even though you didn't touch it right yeah so i did that for that for that test and it locked me out of it so i couldn't even take it Uh and i didn't know that because it's the second week in the class Uh but i finished all my other work like i had like three more questions to go by 12 and that's when the other thing was due so it's a good thing because now i'm gonna email the teacher and tell him that that's what happened. I didn't even touch the quiz, and don't give me a zero. Okay, please complete it today. But I wouldn't have been able to do it yesterday. Yeah, he should give it to you, because that's yeah. not fair.
0: All right, that's yes. great, Hen. Um, I'm recording. All
1: right, well, you asked me. I don't care. No, right, That's bye. not
0: nice. I said that was good. I'm interested.
1: No, you said I'm recording.
0: Oh, I know, but I'm saying I'm recording now. All right, love you. All
1: right, bye. Bye.
0: All right, big. I know we always. He's taking. uh, He's supposed to have graduated college, but he has one more semester and he has to take two classes this summer. And the reason he was asking how many people are going to be at my show tonight is because I'm recording an album this evening. And he works as a waiter at the comedy club and he wants to make fucking money. But it's all about him. Okay, so what um, time is it? Seven and nine. I want to go. All right, you can come. All right, you can come. I'll be at work. Oh yeah. Um. All right, so Cassie, so you're living in a a house and a farm. Your father's not traveling.
2: No, yeah, they were both like working locally. My mom was a teacher and my dad worked in a Ford parts factory.
0: Okay, and what is it like to be an only child? Like I, like it's, you go home and it's just you and your parents. Yes. What is that like? No sibling rivalry, no... And how bad is it when one of your parents dies? <laughs> oh,
2: um shit. we also lived with my grandmother. Oh, all right. So she was kind of like a nanny, a nana who was a nanny. Right. Whose mother um, was that? That was my mom's mother. Did you love her? Um, she was tough. She was a tough lady. Um I did love her. Right. Um, and you know, as an adult I realized everyone's lives were so fucked up. Right. That's why they were tough people. Right. Um, so yeah, she had a lot of bad things I feel like happened to her in her life. So sometimes she could be really tough and- Like um, tough how? Like, you know, very quick to snap at you, uh-huh. very very harsh, deep, harsh criticism. Oh, um, wait, that's
0: a j- Jew bell, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs>
2: But also, um, she was an artist and so she really loved that I loved art, so she really paid a lot of special attention to that kind of thing. And what like, kind
0: of artist was she?
2: Um, she was a beautiful painter and uh, she was just any type of like handicraft, like she was very good at leather tooling and all that. Wow, those kinds of that's things. cool. So, yeah, yeah. She's just really Creative. She could do anything, yeah.
0: And um so were was it so were there being, drugs and alcohol in the house?
2: uh yeah yeah my dad uh struggled with that kind of stuff Uh i think throughout my life throughout his life right um yeah so a lot of that and that brought a lot of tension into the
0: house what
2: yeah yeah it wasn't as as good as right as as fun as do you think it would
0: have been easier if you had like a sibling to say hey dad's uh, drunk or he's acting like a fucking asshole and grandma's a bitch and. yeah
2: for sure because especially like when my parents were divorcing it was just me you right know? Um, that's so, horrible yeah that's
0: hard I have a friend who's only child of divorced and yeah. then you create triangles
2: yes yeah so it's a lot of and just no one to commiserate over right You know, and also again like a lot of with everyone a lot of misplaced tension and right. it always goes to the person that's there right so had I had a sibling I could have gotten like maybe half the time
0: off right on, like right. The
2: tense moments or or whatever. So, what? how
0: old were you when they divorced? Um,
2: I think about 10 10 years old. Ooh, that's shit. Oh, yeah, that's boy. not good. Yeah.
0: But did you have a? You know, in my my generation, divorce was like, oh my god, I can't believe. You know, it, was it m- more common?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it was super common. Um, I it this sort of all ties in together. I'll try to say it quickly. Um, there is this like. Uh, this writer who I really admire, this guy, Tourette, and he's a huge Prince fan. I'm a huge Prince fan. Yes, you are. And he talks about um, 1984 being this uh, really amazing artistic year in America where artists were doing just so much more. And, you know, people wonder what to chalk that up to. And I think, you know, obviously George Orwell's book, 1984, right, gave right. everyone, like, sort of like a ticking clock to right. do you know, subconsciously to do the things they wanted to do. But also, Touré, um, in this book that he wrote about Prince, really talks about how we were all kind of children of divorce and latchkey kids. Right. And, and uh, you know, so that we were paying so much more attention to pop culture because pop culture was raising us in, in a way that it hadn't been in the past. And... It ties into my life personally because I really, my dad was the kind of dad to constantly blow it on visitation. And so when Purple Rain came out, the movie Purple Rain. Right when it was at the theater was one of the times when he did not fail to pick me up he actually made it and when that happened it was great because you knew that because of all the like guilt from the other missed visits he was going to let us do whatever he was going to take whatever money he had in his pocket and and let us do whatever and I said I want to go see this movie Purple Rain which I was not old enough to see and probably maybe my mom wouldn't have taken me I guess maybe that's why I hadn't gone yet and my dad was like absolutely let's go and uh, you know I I had no idea how much I would want to like unzip my skin and, and. Sitting next to my father right, right. like get the fuck out of there. Right. But um for the most part, like I loved it, loved it, loved it. And um my dad was a huge rock and roll fan and I really was curious how he would react. Um he was a huge Beatles fan. Yeah, me and too. So uh so then at the end of the movie, like that last freeze frame that's so iconic that people think of when they when they think of the end of that movie, my dad just turned to me and said, Wow, this kid is really talented. Thanks for introducing me to him and I was like I felt so cool right, and like right, right. validated that right. like the thing that I thought was cool, my dad was like, he didn't say anything about him being creepy or right. wearing makeup or right. you know, dressing in a feminine way right. or like any of the sex stuff that was so cool but so awkward to watch with your parent. He would just was like, this guy is like super talented. like So Prince
0: ball. is like cool. a major positive force in your life.
2: Yeah, I mean, since I was like seven, I think the first yeah. time I ever saw him on American Bandstand, I was yeah. like, that guy is like, saving my life yeah we Mm. had
0: i had like we had prince and bowie and you know especially the gays you know and we were so closeted but that people were expressing themselves yeah you know yeah um in this way so so he would miss visitations that fucking sucks
2: it's like he kind of he was okay so when he was not no longer working at the um at the car parts factory he became an emt and uh an ambulance driver in town. And that's like an like that's sort of like an on call right. job where you have to go when when there's a call. Right. But I also think like if you're stepping out on your family, if you have a drug problem, if you have a drinking problem, if you're not necessarily grown up, right. a couple of things happen. It becomes really easy to like stretch a call out into like a social right. call after you know after you brought a grandma to the to the emergency room, but also it just becomes really super
0: easy to lie and right. it's not verifiable. Right,
2: like you know, so I think that. He's well, now like, it is, but then no it now, wasn't. Yes, yeah. yeah. yes.
0: Yeah, that's what I miss. I miss not being able to lie.
2: Yeah, it's, and have it's another
0: family. To Shit. Lie. I know. But, but do you, you do a good job. Another at it. Thank Still. you so
1: much.
0: <laughs> You're such an <laughs> asshole. Do you think like <laughs> <laughs> fuck you? Do you think his <laughs> his <laughs> irresponsibility has Help you know, helped you be a better parent?
2: I mean, I think that, yeah, I think so. I don't know if my kids understand um, that, like, they're not really... And it wasn't just my dad. Let's not just right. blame my dad. There was a whole lot of nuttiness in my right. whole family from every corner. Um, so I think that my kids might not realize how many things I've sort of like made a judgment call and like cut out of their lives. Right. Like we're just not going to have this kind of craziness. Right. Like it's going to be minimum contact with right. this kind of person. And, and uh, you know,
0: is that why you haven't called me in a few? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, cause you're busy. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're
2: always busy. Um. Yeah. So stuff like that, I think, you know, and like just making sure that they feel like they can be honest and I don't harbor any illusions that they are constantly honest cuz right. all kids are like liars. Full of shit, yeah. Yeah. But um but just that they can be honest when they really need to be and right. that if they get in trouble I'm there, you know, I'm on their team. Right. Basically
0: find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did? Is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but fast-growing trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, you need to be around plant life this spring. They have the best deals online up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy gold, J U D Y G O L D at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy gold at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com code Judy gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. I mean, I feel like you used all this negativity in a positive way. I hope so. Don't you think? I hope so. I think you're one of the people I think of who can really take care of herself.
2: Yeah. I you know,
0: because some people go the complete opposite way where they're like, they have no life skills. Yeah. But yes. I think you have like, you, you're you a survivor.
2: Yeah. For sure, for sure. And I'm really lucky because I, um, you know, I, I've been married for a really long time and my husband he's is He's so like, cute. He's so cute and he really is like a true partner. Right. Like, it's so funny to me. It was always funny to me when the kids were little right. and he was just so much, so involved, so hands on. Right. And other, so great. other moms would just be like, like how do you how how do I I get
0: that you know hi, I want that (laughs) it's like all the moms that are like Jeannie I'm a lesbian I'm like no you're not (laughs) okay you just hate your fucking husband you're not a lesbian exactly exactly so
2: just a lot of that and I've been super super lucky that he was way more involved than most dads right and and he's such a nice guy such a nice guy and supporty so supporty so talented yeah he's amazing
0: he's a writer he's really good um okay were you popular in high school
2: Um, I was...
0: Like, who'd you hang out with?
2: I mean, I guess, kind of. I sort of hung out with everybody. I was involved in theater. Mm -hmm. I was a cheerleader. Okay, bye! (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, But it was was a small school, so...
0: How many kids in your class? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Somebody
2: correct me (gasps) if I'm wrong, but I feel like maybe, like, maybe... Two to three hundred. Oh, all right. That's like me, too. Yeah. Pretty small school. And um, everybody kind of did everything, you know, so like the class. Like was there bullying? You know what? They're not as badly as I feel like. they're. Wow. Not as badly. I feel like there was um, I don't know if it was like a statewide initiative or like a school sponsored initiative um, when I went to Fitchburg High School. But everybody had these t-shirts that said PPP that stood for positive peer pressure and uh, it kind of worked it was weird (laughs)
0: that's unbelievable because I got called Bigfoot and Sasquatch every fucking day I bet
2: you did I bet you did and it was um, horrible here's the thing I bet some people were being really horribly abused but for the most part
0: but you weren't an abuser and you weren't aware of like
2: no no like because
0: I still I have people who will come to my shows who I went to high school with which I blocked out a bunch. You know, the ones I haven't blocked out are the ones that call me Bigfoot and Sasquatch yeah, every day. Yeah, of course. But other people saying, you know, uh, you, you know, because I have a joke about it now in yeah. my act. And um, they're like, oh, yeah, I, was, I told her. You know, some woman said, you know, my husband told me on the way to the gig, it was in Florida, how, you know, you used to get picked on all the time in high school. And then you did that joke, and it was like exactly what he had said to me. Ugh. And it made me want to throw up. Every time I still hear Bigfoot and Sasquatch... It still stings. Like yeah, even if course. it's someone's like, oh, they saw a Sasquatch. And then I'm like, it's like, I can't. I didn't. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's just horrible.
2: Yeah, it's, I, I mean, and of, I'm sure you start to like relive the worst moment
0: of, oh, way, you know. Oh, the humiliate. That's yeah. why I
2: do what I do. Has anyone said I'm sorry ever?
0: Um, Someone came to one of my shows and asked me if they were mean to me. And I said, you weren't. All your friends were. And you ignored me. She said, I'm sorry if I said, any, you know. But that's it.
2: That's kind of Yeah, I mean, I I often wonder how much a sorry how far a sorry would go now.
0: Right. It's just uh, and then sometimes I f- feel when you talk bullies act like they Oh, I don't remember that. It's like fuck you. Right. You know? Right. That's even more insulting.
2: Yeah. You know? And, like, PS I'm telling you right now so right. you don't even need to remember. Right. I'm like reminding you. Right. But also th- But I there's I a lot wonder of f- how much they must fucking bully
0: people. Like, they're like, I had so much bullying on my agenda, <laughs> I can barely... It's like all blur. I Right. I, and then now, thank God, I could go in my house, you know? But now, it's all over the internet. That's why kids are so fucked up.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's weird. I noticed that... Um,
0: there was a thing in my son's high
2: school that was, like, some kind of messaging app. I don't want to name the app because I don't want to erroneously accuse. But it was, like, some kind of where, like, kids could, within their own area, like, say, like, the school area, they could anonymously send a whole message to everyone that followed or Right, 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 right. And then everybody would just – it's just like a graffiti wall, right. basically. And, like um, – yeah, it was, it was really weird. And, of course, there was, like, a national news story about how it had, like, taken my kids' school over. And I think one of the girls wrote uh, an article for The New Yorker or whatever. But so I asked my kids, like, oh, have you um – have you, like, has anyone said anything mean about you on this app? And my younger son was like, no, nobody has said anything about me. And my older son was kind of like, yeah, people have said a couple things that I was, like, really a girl and that some <laughs> other thing. And I was like, were you upset? And he was like, I don't care. Yeah, see, that's
0: that's the thing. They so it's, it's weird it's, where,
2: like, that might have upset me. I don't know, to have someone say that right. I was, like, peed my pants or something. Right, still. right. They're like, okay.
0: You know, yeah, I love that like uh, that they don't give a shit. Yeah. but I had it like every fucking minute I was like, oh God, here we go. Like the minute I walked into the door, I couldn't be late to a class because they'd fucking yell bigfoot right. you know, it was just right. fucking it. it's like, oh my God, get a new act.
2: Well, that's also very personal. You're a tall person right. And so that's like a you know making like a general. <laughs> anything that that makes you stand out you'll get made fun of right kids. but it was
0: it was beyond yes, dot .com dot .edu yeah. it was like it's shut the fuck up already i, was, I had the
2: luxury of being average yeah. so they you know there you go
0: yeah okay so um you go to fitchburg state college now mm-hmm. did were there other colleges you wanted to go to
2: oh my gosh i wanted to go to any other college <laughs> besides the college where my parents met
0: okay well <laughs> I, of course, wanted to go to Emerson and my parents yeah. wouldn't let me because I had to go to Rutgers because it was $2,000 a semester. My brother went there. My sister went there. My father went there. Yeah, but so yeah. So you went to Fitchburg State. Did you live at home? Yes. Oh my God, Cassie. No, that's not <laughs> even the end of the story. Okay.
2: I went to the college where my parents met in my hometown where I lived at home and guess who one of my fellow students was at the time? Who? My mom. My mom.
0: Okay, I gotta vomit. No way! She She went back to college? She
2: returned to get her master's degree. In? In, like, social work.
0: Oh, God. So you're both like, Mom, let's go to school. I have a class. Did you go together? You, like, spit balls at each other. Could you have, like, could you have a social life with her on the fucking campus? I didn't I worked full time evening. What you work um, what, doing In what? a
2: nursing home doing like the the night <gasps> shift in a nursing home. Oh my home. god,
0: that I love you. My mother was in a nursing home and I, they fucking killed her. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> I often worried that I did kill Regency people. Regency in I was Somerset. Never, yeah. Yeah. Um so New Jersey. so I
0: <laughs> I just I hate them. Regency do not put your mother or father or anyone you love at Regency nursing home in Somerset, New Jersey. Bye now. <laughs> Okay, go ahead.
2: Um, yeah, so I, we were sort Happy of Happy like, Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We were sort of roommates at that point, you know, we're living in the same house. Right. But um, yeah, just like ships passing the <laughs> night. And I would run into her sometimes on campus.
0: Oh, uh, what'd you say? Like, just would you really... be with your friends? Like, hi, ma'am. High five, mom. Yeah.
2: I remember running into her in the library and I was like hanging out with some guy from one of my classes but right. i also told her that i had started dating a guy so i remember right. being like is that your boyfriend oh, oh god oh like, my god <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't my boyfriend but you know cut to yeah, too. yeah that's uh, what but happens. did every
0: but everyone was probably like oh my god that's so cool cassie <laughs> people yeah i mean they called yeah, you casey yeah. but yeah
2: people always think something like that is cool yeah until you think about it for right. two minutes and you're like not that cool but to my mom's credit she really didn't like I mean, besides picking the same college, which right. was very convenient because right. that's where we lived, um, and I probably should have gone to a farther away college. Right.
0: Um, but it, this was probably very inexpensive. It
2: was super inexpensive. I could live at home, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was putting myself through school. So,
0: so twenty years old, you're in college. Mm-hmm. You're dating Matt yes. Debenham, Debenham who is husband. your current husband, current husband, future ex husband. <laughs> no, Judy, fingers crossed. <laughs> and you're taking a class. Yes. What was the name of the class?
2: Oh, we met. Um, we met actually. Uh,
0: just like for- your parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes! Oh my yes! God, oh my good God! one, Hennessy I'm gonna I give you that one. You
2: yeah. That ding.
0: Yeah, go ahead. You get
2: a point for that. Nice.
0: This is the Jew Bell, but, <laughs> but we're just using it for wherever we want because Hennessy didn't bring a bell. All right, go ahead. We were. There's both- no Jews in the story yet. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Did you have any Jewish friends in in high school?
2: One Jewish friend in high school.
0: What was his? What was her? Her is that her name. His
2: name was Adam.
0: Did you go to his bar mitzvah?
2: No, we met in high school. Post. Oh, okay. Mitzvah. But his parents owned a jewelry store.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, a jewelry store. And, <laughs> and then at uh, Fitchburg, did one you one
2: Jewish friend
0: at Fitchburg? Yes. What's the name?
2: Zimra she lives in New York City she's a librarian like a like a fancy library
0: wow my sister wants to be a librarian go ahead
2: oh uh, there you go so uh we were both auditioning for the school radio station to be like radio hosts and we right. were made so we met through that process and then we were made co-hosts on a show which um was a weird situation well, But that's kinda wait how we so
0: met. did you were you attracted to him immediately
2: I was sort of like engaged to my high school boyfriend. Who Ew, was that is so
0: Fitchburg, mask. I know, Mass. I know, yeah. it's
2: so, like gun rack. Yeah. Guns <laughs> in the gun rack yeah. on his truck. Yeah, got it. But beyond that, like all the, all the personality traits that you would expect to go along with that, like very controlling, right. like, kind of abusive guy. And um so I met Matt and we were like getting along fine, like a little right. rivalry, both trying to be the hosts of this radio show, which he was much better suited for and I was much better as like an assistant. Um but then he just kind of said, like, listen, I like you. I'd love to take you out. Right. I can't guarantee that we would go out more than one time because maybe we won't like each other, but I think either way you'd be better
0: off. That's how we the first date <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, those just pick a plug.
0: Oh my god! And so, I and was, were you like, oh, that's really a great proposal?
2: <laughs> but it was, it was nice to have somebody like all the gaslighting, all that stuff. Right, to have right, someone right, right. Validate being like, based on what I've heard, he's not a very good guy. Right. So, like, you know, either way, like, even if you <laughs> wind up going to the movies with me one right. time and dying alone after, right. you'd be better off.
0: Um, Which was true. Where was he? Where is he from?
2: He is from Spencer, Massachusetts, which is like an hour away now. Oh, Worcester. Right. I'm sure you Oh, yeah, Worcester.
0: Worcester. Worcester. Hey, everyone. You know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed a packet of Liquid IV because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer and I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra, that has a little green tea in it. And so that's a little caffeinated. So I enjoy that because I needed it today. And you know, it's getting warmer out. And what does that mean? Summer. Oh God, please come. It can't come soon enough. And that means you have to hydrate. And that's what liquid IV does. It hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay. And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated and they have sugar free. They have sugar free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. okay? I didn't do the sugar free. okay, but Elisa does the sugar free. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna stay hydrated because it's very, very important. And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor and I love them and they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code Judy Gold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration Today using promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-O-L-D. Can't even say my name. At liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. You're twenty years old and you're taking class and you need to get an internship. Yes. And you get an internship at the late show with David Late Night with David Letterman. Yes. How did that come about? Because you know that is a coveted, coveted, coveted internship.
2: Yeah, I mean, Matt was already in New York. He was working at Comedy Central, and so I knew I wanted to. <laughs> I knew I wanted to. Who's headed by a Jew? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I knew I wanted to come to New York so that we could be together. So I. So applied. he was old. He's older than you. Yeah, he's a couple of years older. Than okay.
0: I am. Did um, what was he doing at Comedy Central? He
2: was in the publicity department. Okay. There you go. Um, where he worked with uh, our friend Renee Koblenz from Rosie. Mhm. So, all all
0: Jew, all and her grandmother was also in the nursing home with my mother.
2: <gasps> the world is so small.
0: And um, Rosie is a wonderful mother and her mother, mother was her grandmother was the most positive, amazing woman and was God. really good to my mother, but she died before my mother did. Okay, go Sorry ahead.
2: Um, yeah, so Matt was doing publicity she was at 100. Comedy Central. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, and his boss had already, I had already- Had he
0: mentioned me since he was working at Comedy Central?
2: <laughs> he probably mentioned you yeah, a lot. Like, now that I'm thinking oh God, about I it. love
0: that Judy Gold. Yeah, yeah. I'm All sure right. he watched I'm tapes kidding. of
2: you. Um, so, yeah, so I had already met his boss through him, and she had said, "Oh, I'll give you an internship here right. if you don't get any other internship." So I just applied everywhere in New York, um, and happened to get a call from Late Show and get called in. Well, it was it was late night at the time, so to get called in for um, an interview, I think really before anyone else even called me back. So they
0: and this they was the around. this wasn't just so you know because Letterman has had many shows. This was the 11th. 30 show on NBC, not the 1230 show on 1235.
2: Yes, this is exactly, well, just to put it in time and space, um, I got the internship after like a really weird day of interviews (laughs) and I got the internship thinking I wasn't going to get it at all for a few reasons. The
0: one one is the stick shift.
2: Yeah, I couldn't, the one thing, first of all, I interviewed with the writers for like an hour. Like, that's what I wanted to be, the writer's intern. And then the internship director came and found me and she was like, why are you sitting here talking to these guys? And I I was like because I want to be their intern she was like they already picked their interns like two weeks ago oh fuck and them I was like they're just socializing and she was like oh so okay who,
0: who was the uh, <laughs> who was the intern head
2: um Susan Schreier go ahead there you go so um I'm just assuming go ahead yeah I think it's a safest yeah. assumption. So um, then she was like, well, let me try to bring you around to other departments. And then so a lot of departments already had their interns. And I was like, oh, gosh, I made this trip probably for nothing. And then she was like, well, the, uh, Dave's office needs an intern. So um, so I went and met with Dave's executive assistant, Lori Diamond. Then Dave came out and to meet me and say hello. And he just said, can you drive a stick shift? And I said, no, I can't drive a stick shift. Right. I was like, that's really the only thing that my intern – absolutely has to know how to do so it's been nice meeting you whatever, right blah 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 so I and went, why
0: did why did you have to drive a stick shift yeah because he, he dave would, had like, it pull dave. his car
2: up to right. the office and go straight up in the elevator and then you would take his car and put gas in it and then bring it back to the garage right and park that's it so him.
0: that's important to do in show business yeah
2: it's like a valet yeah, yeah. like
0: a new york <laughs> like you need that valet you know that system. should you should get college credit for putting gas in someone's car. For okay. sure,
2: for sure. So, um yeah, so anyway, I just expected never to hear back and uh, but then they called me back and offered me the internship in Dave's office and which I thought was weird because I couldn't do the one thing that he said you needed to do. Right. So I came But you had
0: talked to him. You you met
2: him. Yeah, I had talked to him, said hello and and uh that was cool to have Were you met in him. there
0: by yourself? Because that won't <laughs> happen anymore.
2: No, yeah, I was not in there by myself, but also
0: yeah. Okay. I,
2: I was with him many times myself. Right. And I was always safe. Right. Um. But, yeah, so eventually I got up the courage to be like, hey, by the way, thanks for picking me. I don't know why you guys picked me. I can't do the one thing. And he was like, listen, you went to a weird state school like I did. Your name is weird. Um, <laughs> he was like. I he just, felt for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he was like, I think I saw your, like, resume was, like, getting put in the turned down pile and I was just like she's gonna need a little help so oh I love him yeah, yeah. so and then he
0: said you even know, though he never had me on the show
2: I'm sorry about but that, that I just
0: think I'm not his type of comic maybe you know because I'm more like hey how's everyone doing you know yeah yeah and he liked like Margaret Smith brilliant you know yeah, yeah. Wendy Liebman you know yeah he's a
2: he's a creature of habit for sure right but so. I just yeah it's okay yeah. I
0: did the tonight show with Leno. Move your foot, please. God damn it, I have longer (laughs) legs than you. Go.
2: So, yeah, so... um. Oh,
0: jeez. Ow, what the fuck? (laughs) That was karma. Hold on, please. Hold on. The fucking... very bad has happened. Just fucking... A sound thing just fell off the wall. I said, Hennessy, move your foot. And I was a little cunty about it. And then God... And then all of a sudden, you know, those soundboard (laughs) things that they put on the wall... Fell off and I'm, hit my fucking big beret I have on the side of my on the back of my head. Oh no! <laughs> all right. Are you okay, buddy? Okay, <laughs> I'm all right. Thanks. All okay. right. Yeah.
2: So that's it, pretty much.
0: So that's- you get this job. Yeah. And um, okay. So here you are. You're a young woman in this fucking. Shut up. That's that's Judy's phone, by the way. Look, can I just? I can't turn it off. Um, Turn the volume off. Uh no, because then I don't get the bell. Oh. Let me just tell Ainsley. I'll put you down for four. Don't worry about it. Okay? Stop. She's a fucking doc she must have a patient soon. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Okay. You know what's interesting? This is a kill me now moment. That I am a performer, and you probably get this all the time. Where I, you know, I invite people to shows, or I tell them where I'm performing, and then they're like, "How do I get tickets?" And, and hey, what do I have to go online and get? It's like, how do you get tickets for all the other fucking shows that you don't know the performer? May I? I have a. Uh, and that whole fucking like, wait, just one second. Yeah. And that like sort of manipulative. I really want to come. I really want to come. You know what I mean? Do yes, I have to yeah. pay? How much? I'm- yes. Yes. Okay, yes. sorry. Go ahead. That's what I was gonna say. That's what it is. That they all try to get comps, and it's like you know what? Just I, ask if you if yes. I if you're a fucking doctor, right? And you I can... go to your office, and no matter how fucking close I am to you, you're not getting a free fucking doctor's visit. Right. Okay, I've I, uh, just ask if anything. I have don't one
2: friend who beat around the bush. is a performer, <laughs> and I super appreciate that he will always say, "Do you want tickets to this?" Like he'll say, "Right, I'm gonna be in town." doing this show, do you want tickets? Like, right off the bat, and no pressure to go, If but if you want tickets, great. But if he doesn't, but I know him, and so I know if he doesn't say, do you want tickets to this, then...
0: A lot of people don't understand yeah. that w- when you work at a venue, oftentimes they don't allow free tickets right. at all. So if someone asks for a free ticket, the performer is actually paying for the yeah. ticket. So, like, I can't tell you how many agents and publicity you know, people in the business... Who my my agents have been like they want to come and you can't you god they have then you they take that out of your fucking yep. right salary so right. if the, I offer comps like tonight I'm this is will air in two weeks but tonight I'm recording an album you know right. and I wrote if you need a comp because you're fucking poor I'll give you a comp right you know but Th- no one thank ma- you <laughs> no one makes money and the venue you know they don't allow it and if even. Like when you're in a Broadway show, you do not get any fucking comps. Right. That's true. Right. All right. Anyway, comps. Go ahead. Okay. So, so yeah. yeah, Go ahead. so
2: I have this job and
0: But so you're young and you're a woman and, you know, look, I remember um working and there's a bit of imposter like paranoia. Like, am I worthy? Imposter uh, syndrome? Yeah, imposter syndrome.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. You know,
0: like, oh my, because you're 20-year-old, you Especially know. Especially
2: you're coming to right. New York City and, like, some of these kids come from oh, amazing yeah. families. Oh, yeah, like Lena Dunham and, and, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, like, uh, you know, I remember, like I knew this girl who was like the heiress to like an ice cream fortune, right, 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 a right. bagel fortune, right. and you know, and they're all doing amazing things too. They're all really smart, but I went to this small right, school. but they had a head start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was basically like feral. So in right. a lot of ways, I think it was great. It was an advantage for me because I knew how to work really hard. I just come from like changing people's diapers. You know, to put myself through changing like adult diapers to put myself through college. So I'm no stranger to hard work, no stranger to doing things that probably other people wouldn't find super fun. Um, But also, like, there was just so much that I didn't know. Like one thing people always ask me, like, what's something interesting about Dave? And I'm like, it's not really interesting about Dave. It's more about me. He, for whatever people want to say about him, he had manners. He's very old school about having manners and being, right. and being gracious. Right and.
0: He loved his mother.
2: Exactly. I had no manners, really, I guess, because right. we, I just didn't grow up in, right. like, in that time. And, and again, you know, sort of like divorced, single mom. Right. Um. So there were so many things that I thought were like weird, quirky behaviors that he had that like come to find out are just like manners that people right. do. And right. I was like, why is he so weird? Right. But so like,
0: one of them was, and it's something I still do is write letters. Yes. So I I actually just wrote a thank you note. I have stationery. I write letters, too. But I grew up like that. Yeah. Um, And I... There's some... And everyone makes fun of me. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people, when I write them a letter, call me to thank me for handwriting a letter. Of course. Because there's something about... You know, going in your mailbox and someone taking the time to... Like, I hate that. I hate invitations that are on the fucking email. Yes. Um, and fuck the... There's not enough paper. Right. Okay? There's enough paper for you to write someone a fucking letter. Okay. So you used to... One of your duties, D-O-O-D-I-E-S, duties... Duties. Was <sighs> to write... Because he would write to... Um everybody. And he would say, please come on. He would I- invite them to be on the show or thank them for being on the show. Yeah, or thanks for anything. Right. Just anyone. So you would I read this, that you would create these letters and you had to be funny. Mm-hmm. And he would fix them and that is how you learned how to write a joke?
2: Yeah, yeah. When I first started doing the letters, um, which would be really a lot, like a big stack of letters every day, I had to get completed and go through that. Editing. What time
0: would you get the letters?
2: Oh my gosh, I, it, I'd be working on it all day and then right. bring them into him at the end of the night when he had like little else to distract him. So, that but he could at read the if them. he had
0: a shitty show or felt he had a shitty show, was it a shitty letter writing? Um, I guess
2: sometimes I yeah. think when the show when he felt the show went badly yeah. it would affect everything. Right, right. You of know, course. just like even food doesn't taste good. Right, after right. That, you know, so um I can imagine. So yeah, we all know how that feels. So like maybe it'd be like this is not a good time, like, like right. if we can put it off till tomorrow or right. whatever. But it really was good. Like he, he really would get out a red pen and make corrections and really like there. I don't know if they even offer an MFA program in comedy anywhere, but this was like an MFA program. Right. Like just this guy who's like a legend and one of the best at what he did. And especially super popular at the time, just taking the time to tell me, okay, I see what you're trying to do here, but you're telegraphing what your punchline's going to be. So it's more effective if you don't. Right. You, you don't know. give yeah. it up in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And this is Very what you important. did here. It's the rule of three. Right. It always works better yes. than two examples. And, just everything 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 i know about how to write a joke is from those years
0: any examples you remember
2: there was one really there was one really bad one that um they i've told this story before and i don't want to incriminate anyone that doesn't want to be incriminated um Oscar nominations were coming out and the talent department had asked him to write letters to um, to people inviting them to be on the show, uh, people that we thought were going to be nominated for Oscars. And uh, we were going through the list and you know, banging out these letters and I said, "Okay, we need to do one for Nicolas Cage." And he said, "You know what? I don't want to I've asked that guy a million times. He like never wants to come on the show and it just it, it feels bad. I don't want right. to Feel bad, with
0: you. <clears throat> Cassie Stange will be back next week for part two on Kill Me Now.
1: And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.